Welcome to Frontline Static, a podcast that helps bridge the gap between healthcare workers and first responders and everything in between. This week, you get to hear from one of my clients, Rachel. She first came to me when she first started out in CCT and was lacking a lot of confidence in doing the job. After working together for a little over a year, she is now confidently stepped into the role and has now um, been successful in doing two master's degrees at the same time. She speaks about time management and how coaching has kind of helped her work through some of the struggles with um, working a full-time job and going to school with two degrees. So listen in as you get to hear how coaching has helped her and little things and thoughts that work for her to create this success in her life right now. Hey, Rachel, I'm excited to have you on today. Have the listeners of my podcast just hear from you again, because I know you've been on before. So let's again start out with tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Hey, Janessa. It's so great to be on again. Um, So my name is Rachel. Um, I'm 27 and I've been a critical care transport nurse for about a year now. (laughs) I remember when I was on this podcast the first time I just started. Um, So it's really exciting to be back on this podcast um, a year in. Um, I'm currently getting two master's degrees. I'm getting one for MHA and I'm getting one um, for my FNP. So a lot of growth has happened (laughs) within the year or so since the last time we've been on. Yeah, let's talk about that because recently, and I don't know if it's just like enrollment is coming up for master's programs, but recently I've had a lot of my clients like get a lot of coaching on working a full-time job, going back to school, furthering their education, and really having the capacity to do that. So I would love for you to talk about that because not only are you doing it, but you're doing two <laughs> at one time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't suggest doing two at one time. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> um, well, it's it's definitely possible. It's very, very difficult. Um, I know a lot of our, of our personal sessions actually – are, are geared towards a lot of time management and having to deal with uh, a work and life balance um, and kind of throwing school into a mix with it um, also adds another level of <laughs> complexity to it. But it's, it, is, it is doable. It just takes a lot of discipline and a lot of ambition and just remembering why you're doing what you're doing and why you want to get to your end goal. A lot of that. (laughs) I think it would be so helpful to just acknowledge and talk about some of the things that you're struggling with as far as time management goes with this particular thing. I mean, just like working critical care transport, there's a lot of different decisions and things that go into it. And then let alone having two degrees that you're working on at the same time. So what are maybe some of the things that you're struggling with when it comes to time management? Um, I definitely struggle with having a personal life, like definitely finding uh, fun, <laughs> a time for fun with between working full time and, and doing school. Um, but I, I feel like I have been getting a little bit better um, and definitely being open to curiosity of, in, of uh, intertwining some free time into my life. Um, 
definitely trying to be like, oh, maybe if I spend a day or so or half a day with a friend and, and see how that feels. And I know I have a paper to write, but I can try to chunk it down a little bit and kind of chunk my time and 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 um and assignments and see or try to get ahead of it or try to get ahead of deadlines so I don't have to scramble towards when the deadlines um approach. So that kind of gives me a little bit more wiggle room for fun. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think, because I think this is a problem that a lot of us face who are overachievers and want to do things perfectly or want to take on a bunch of things at one time. Like, why do you think for you, it's been really hard for you to struggle with finding time to do fun things? Um, I feel like that's, there's a multiple reason. Um, but a big chunk of my reason is, is because I feel, I guess, sort of guilty that I'm like, oh man, I have all this work that I should be doing, but I'm out to lunch with a friend. And I'm like, oh, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're not doing your, your homework. You're not doing, you know, your charting or or studying for your for a certification or something. But, you know, that's that voice I've been trying to kind of to mute a little bit more because I find myself getting very burnt out very quickly if I just keep listening to that voice. <laughs> yeah. We talked about it like in one of our ses sessions as urges. Yes. Right? Yes. It's like we, be because we're such doers and researchers and always need to be doing something. It's like an urge for us to, to, to do whatever, like, for example, like if work calls us, <clears throat> it's an urge for us to answer it right away. But it's like oh, yeah. it's a lot of sitting and learning to sit with the uncomfortability of not answering that urge right away. And so I'm yes. curious for you, how was that for you? And, and, and how did that help you get the result of a little bit more intentionality with your time doing fun things? I, you know what really, it really hit home for me. I think and in the same session that we had was that you compared it to like an addiction that was a really big eye opener for me and and to not sugarcoat my oh no it's just oh guilty no but it is an actual urge like it's an and like a the like same way in a, in a person who's addicted to anything really how it how that is very similar similar feeling similar like ideology to that one and i'm like oh yeah yeah that really hit home yeah <laughs> it is addiction yeah. um so what actually helped a lot was that being open and curious to um to having free time and trying to mixing it in and see how everything felt and I know I also had a problem with those urges with answering you know my manager from work or or school or something but uh, I I really did the little um the clear jar with the bobby pins <laughs> I love this and we didn't get a chance to talk about this yet so how is that going and tell us what that is um so what it is, so I have a, a clear jar, like a mason jar, and you can put any item in it. I have a bunch of bobby pins. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to put bobby pins in here each time I don't answer an urge, whether it's school related, whether it's work related. Um, each time I don't answer an urge right away, whether it's like three minutes or, or a day, 24 hours or so. I put in a bobby pin. I have, I think this week I managed to put, I think three or four of them in, which is really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and doing it this way, like I'm a very visual person. So actually seeing 
my progress or seeing like it's a little reward <laughs> it's yeah, like a little yeah. reward I guess like, oh I really did that like yes no we're on the right track and let me tell you like it's a very liberating feeling I feel like I have control over my time and boundaries like it's really great <laughs> yeah I'm glad you you answered that because that was going to be my next question was like what have you learned from the uncomfortable space of not answering that urge to just do it right away and I think it's, it's like right you get your power back you do I really do and like I feel a lot less burnt out like I'm not like like a tight wound up spring at all times I'm like oh no I can I can answer this in like five minutes or I don't have to address it right now like it's very liberating and then you have even just five minutes of just like your own thoughts I don't know how to explain it but like things that you need to do for like those five minutes and not addressing uh, work or school stuff or anything for at least at least five minutes yeah what's Plus. awesome about that is that you know in that uncomfortable space you are also getting more time back yeah this week like last week I really experimented like I hung out with a couple of friends and and kind of tried to really balance but this week I really really balanced like I was trying to get ahead of my schoolwork so I can you know do stuff around the house or catch up with uh, grocery shopping or doing whatever and it, it, it was definitely a little bit easier this week than it was last week and definitely sitting with the uncomfortability of it was a little bit more stomachable this week <laughs> Yeah. And I think like in the past, we've talked a lot about like people pleasing and really doing for others. And I think like as healthcare workers, we get really caught up into always serving other people. Yes. Yes. And especially being a year in to transport, I feel like a lot of these things are like a lot of my, I guess, like response mechanisms and everything can really essentially be boiled down to is the people pleasing. <laughs> like every time I have a session with you, it's like, oh yeah, no, that's the people pleasing thing. Oh yeah, no, that's the people like, oh yeah, that's like it, like the back of my mind control type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Tell yeah. us like some things that you have learned through coaching about this subject and people pleasing about yourself or just what's kind of been the result of that. I have learned a lot. Like I have learned that a lot of why I am the way I am <laughs> is due to people pleasing. Like I, I didn't really notice it until like we really kind of dissected uh, multiple, multiple um, scenarios that I've had. I'm like, oh, it is that people pleasing. I'm like, okay, now we have to start trying not to do that <laughs> um I think it, it it really stems from just even my childhood like with my mother being strict and everything and and then I guess that type of tendency just followed me all throughout my life um and I never really noticed it until we started coaching about it and I'm like oh that's why I really am like this <laughs> that really a lot of things can be boiled down to is the people pleasing and trying to uh, subconsciously control how others think about me. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. that was a big one when we talked about that, when we were like, you know, people pleasing is 
a way of us controlling what people think and behave towards us. And that's impossible to do. And it's almost like it's none of our business what other people think about us. So like when you started to have that awareness, what kind of changed for you? It, well, I guess I could just work on it a little bit more. I, I remember I had a lot more of these tendencies definitely a year ago when I first started Transforks. I was having struggles of um, people not having faith in me and people, you know, a lot of my coworkers are like, oh, she's young. She's a new nurse. I don't know. She, how's she going to do this job? Da, 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 da. So I feel like a, a lot of the people pleasing came from then uh, at that time because I wanted them, I guess, to accept me and like me and stuff. And I guess that that type of tendency just didn't really go away as time went on. Like when coworkers are like, oh, no, she is actually pretty good. Like, like she she can do it. She can hold her own. And I kind of don't need to be like that as much. But I feel like I've just made a mold of myself. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, nuts. <laughs> How am I going to break this chain now? <laughs> yeah. And for you, I really think like we do talk about it sometimes, but it is less now. So for you, like what's been the result of really believing that, that you don't have to, you don't have to please everybody to have them feel a certain way about you? Um, I mean, I really... I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm like at the point where I'm like, I don't need to be pleasing people for them to like me. Like I can be myself. I can create boundaries. I can, you know, be whoever, whoever I am <laughs> around people. And I'm like, if they like it, fine. If they don't, then they don't have to. Like, you know, I'm not a disrespectful person. I don't come to work and, and try to make problems, but I definitely have been working on setting more boundaries and not being a total yes person as I was in the beginning um, when I really want people to be like, oh, wow, yeah, she's a hard worker. She's really great. But I don't want to associate being a yes person to being a hard worker because I can still be a hard worker. I can still be, you know, ambitious and stuff and yet still have boundaries. <laughs> yeah, I love that because boundary setting has been like the biggest thing, right? And, yeah. and it's so interesting how boundary setting has also tied into time management for you because as you're setting the boundaries both for yourself and other people you are getting more time back oh most definitely I feel like it's it's harder having boundaries for myself <laughs> than yeah. setting them with others like others it's more of like an external I guess thing and and having boundaries for myself is just so like internal and I guess more abstract I'm like oh <laughs> it's it's so much harder <laughs> yeah and time is like just one of those things that's just like a precious resource right it's like one of those things we can't get back and I think a lot of healthcare workers struggle with that because we work such long hours sometimes it's 24 yeah. hours sometimes it goes into the next day and it's like having that time for yourself and refilling what you want to do is so important when we give of ourselves all the time. Yeah. So how has like your thoughts about time and time management kind of changed over the course of coaching about it in these last couple of weeks, do you think? Um, honestly, like one of like the big, biggest eye openers for me, um, where I'm like, wow, I really need to read like address 
my time management and need to address how I delegate my time with between work, free time and, and school is I, I my, one of my best friends is pregnant and I hadn't seen her since April, April, April. Yeah. And it's now September. And what really put into perspective of time for me was just how far along she is in her pregnancy. And I hadn't seen her. Mm. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm about to be this child's aunt because I'm one of her best friends. And I'm like, I haven't been there. I haven't been there for her journey. And I'm like, and it's been this long. <laughs> so uh. that perspective of, of time just really put a spin on my head. And I'm like, I really need to address this problem that I have. And definitely starting uh, when we started coaching on it has been so helpful like even just putting like the visual of the bobby pins and the mason jar every time I just you know yeah even spend five minutes and not addressing a problem and kind of working on something else was is so helpful because I definitely feel like I've taken control back on my time a little bit I'm not completely perfect I'm not exactly there yet but uh definitely I've seen an improvement from the months before <laughs> yeah and it's it, it's very exciting since I I recently just started my FMP program so managing the two of them together and everything else I feel like it's going on a, at the right direction yeah and I love that you said that it's just like um the result of doing all that for you is that you have it frees up your brain to be thinking about other things now yeah, it really does. Even even something simple as, oh, what am I about to eat for dinner? Or what should I cook? What should I have? I'm like, even just that, you know, silly little thought of between those three minutes of me not thinking about work or something is, uh, <laughs> is an improvement. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if you can speak to and talk about like, for each of us, when we start to feel like that time crunch of our own time, it's a different feeling. So now that you've been paying more attention to it, what do you notice? Like, how does it feel for you when you start to feel crunched? What? Oh, man. All right. So when I feel very crunched, when I feel very um, burnt out, I, f I really feel it. Like, it's a very systemic reaction. <laughs> uh, my mood is terrible. I'm, I'm just overall tired. I'm even more irritable. Um, and I just know that I'm a ticking time bomb. If someone says or does the wrong thing, I'm about to just explode. And that's not the type of person I want to be, um, whether it's in my house, with my family. And I definitely don't want to bring that to work because no one deserves that. I just don't want to be a little angry ball of fluff anywhere I go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think like the first step in that was like, we just created awareness of like what that felt like for you when you got to that boiling part. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was very helpful. I'm like, yeah, I really feel this way. And it's like, um, like a domino effect, like one falls and then boom, 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 boom. Yeah. everything falls. And for a while it was like having that conversation after you blew up then we resolve it. <laughs> but then once you started to notice like, okay, it's building, it's building, it's building. Then you were able to have an awareness of, wait, it's building. Now I need to do something before it blows up. Right. And I know a lot of times as well, like I would get sick, like I would get fevers. I would get literally sick for weeks, very sick. If I don't, if I didn't take care of myself. Um, 
but now that I'm like really starting to um, be more aware of my time, time management, I definitely feel like very like happier. I'm a very, I feel much happier. I feel lighter. I don't feel grumpy and, you know, angry all the time. I feel a lot less stressed. Um, the bald spots on my head are growing back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> concept too, like I talk about this with a lot of people and I know that you and I talked about this. It's like, we're so used to these crazy situations that it's almost like the plane's going down and we're giving oxygen to everybody else. And it's like, we forget to put it on ourselves first, but it's like really a simple thing. If we take care of ourselves first, we put the oxygen on ourselves first, we can actually go out there and help more people. Yeah. But we I, have I to be comfortable with doing that. Yeah. See, even like in reality, like God forbid, like I've ever in, in that situation, that I need oxygen from a plane. I will be the one to not put it on myself first. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, hypothetically, how now are you reminding yourself to do that? Like, what, save what, myself? Are, what are thoughts that, that help you bring it back on a daily basis to do that for yourself as you're working through time management? Um, so that is a, a, like that the airplane oxygen is a wonderful example because I'm I'm like man if I get, if I don't take care of myself I literally can't take care of other people whether they're my patients because I'm just burnt out I'm tired I don't have an I don't have energy I can't think straight I can make a mistake and and potentially really harm a patient um I can't I I you know I don't help my coworkers. I'm not being the best person that I can be showing up to work and being the nurse on the critical care truck, like being that leader, that captain of that ship that I'm supposed to be. Um, I won't be that person or showing up at home, like for my family, like I, I don't want them to have to suffer through all of my mood swings and, and irritability. They don't deserve that. Like they all work hard. They all have their own stressors. Like they don't need me being a moody person <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so definitely when I take care of myself and have that time management and um, really have set some time aside for myself and some free time really helps me feel lighter and I can be the best person I can be, not even just for myself, but for everybody around me in my life. Yeah. I love that. And, and can you talk about like, cause we've been working together for a while now. Um, yeah. Can you talk about how coaching really helps you kind of stay on track with some of these goals and have all these kind of multiple things go on? Because I think a lot of people aren't aware of like really what coaching is. I think a lot of people think I'm just giving advice, but <laughs> which I'm not. So can you okay. just talk about for you, for your personal journey, how it really helps you keep all your goals together? Well, without coaching, I definitely would not be where I am right now. Um, without coaching, without starting taking this jump about a year ago, I would have quit my job. <laughs> I would have never been a critical care transport nurse. That's for sure. Because it was just such a trialing time. It was such a rough time, a time I've never really been through in my life. Mm -hmm. um, but when I started coaching with you and we really started to delve into um, a lot of, you know, the problems that I was having, you know, ways of dissecting it and, and then, you know, trying to go forward from it. It really helped me 
get that that confidence and help me gain even the knowledge because there are a lot of times that you know you bring a lot of people on to sessions and they they teach you stuff like Sean is great whether it's ventilators whether it's EKGs anything that you're really struggling with you know clinical or knowledge based so it, it really helped me become a better provider over yeah. the year um clinically and and just intrinsically uh, cerebrally as a, as a provider um it it really I, I really would not be where I am I would not think that I would have the strength and the courage to be doing two master's degrees <laughs> without without coaching and now doing opening this new chapter of trying to manage my my life doing all of these things I really wouldn't be where I am without coaching <laughs> yeah I love that you said that because it's not always about like being positive, right? Like it, it is yeah. a big work that you have done in our sessions is really being uncomfortable and like getting really real with some like a negative emotions that you're feeling, fears, doubts, nervousness, and like also really learning how to work through those at the same time. Yes. Oh yes. Especially when I first started, um, critical care transport I was not confident in the slightest I'm like uh, I don't know if I could do this I like I am a you know relatively new nurse I'm like nurses who have done this job have been nurses and even paramedics for like years and like and here I am just like hi everybody um but coaching has really taught me to sat with the discomforts of of being new of being nervous of being scared of having all the autonomy as a critical care nurse and really working towards really cap captaining that ship because yeah. you you are the provider and, and the leader really on that track for those patients and having that confidence and and, and that knowledge and just everything what, that we work through really helped me feel okay to take the big jump to go into NP school yeah. To not feel like, oh, maybe I should wait a few more years. Maybe I should just wait. Maybe I'm not ready. Maybe I'm not okay. But doing the coaching with you has made me feel okay to make this decision. To make it, yeah, yeah we're doing it now. Whether it's if you're trying to get into critical care transport, if you're trying to be a flight nurse, if you're trying to do nurse practitioner, whatever you're trying to do, like you, you are ready. Yeah, because it's going to be uncomfortable either way. You're going to be yeah. uncomfortable actually going for it, or you're going to be uncomfortable thinking about how you want to go for it. All of the above. <laughs> yeah. So you might as well be uncomfortable and go for it at the same time. Yeah, I just, I have like your voice in my head a lot of times. Like, just go for it. You're ready. Like, go for it. You have the tools. You have the knowledge. You have the capacity to, to, to do the things. So, so do it. Yeah, absolutely. What is... um. I think, you know, maybe my last question for you is what is something that maybe we haven't talked about yet that you feel like would be really pertinent to share with people as you've kind of gone through this journey with coaching and in transport and now taking on these two um, degrees at the same time? Um, hmm. That's a, that's a, that's a good question. Um, really just go for just what you want to do. You know, don't let your own mind set you back because that really is what it is. It is your own self that will set you back 
and and will prevent you from reaching your dreams. It almost did me in because I've always wanted to do critical care transport. I've I still would like to be a flight nurse. I am studying to do that. <laughs> um, and now for getting my FMP, like there's a lot of times where my brain was like, you're not ready for this. You're young. You're you're a young nurse. You you don't have the knowledge. You don't have, you know, the experience yet. But, but really, I did. I did. And, you know, when you just go for it, and you learn and you learn on the way you learn skills, you learn everything, and you continue to learn and grow and progress, you really can do anything. And what coaching has done for me was really to sit with those feelings. And you're not alone sitting in those feelings. <laughs> because I don't think I would be able to sit with the negative, like the uncomfortable feelings, I cannot do it by myself, I would definitely have quit. And I don't know where I would be, honestly, no idea. But even even now with the time management for everything, really, is to sit with your feelings of feeling uncomfortable and then figuring out a way to to kind of work or work over them. <laughs> yeah. And one thing that I was telling my group today and, that, you know, I think that I've shared this with you before is that we just have this ability and the superpower to take action no matter how we feel and all of us have done that we've gone to work sick we've been there's been a family incident at home or something's going on in our life but we still move forward and we know how to do that in a way that most of the world doesn't yeah oh absolutely and so I think it's just like remembering that in really tough moments when we do feel like circumstances are coming on us that that we can't control is that we have this uncanny ability to move through those things and to still take action and to still do really well yeah because even from a year ago I remember when I first started critical care it's all the feelings were against me. I really felt it I was like I don't know where to go at this point I don't know what to do I'm like I don't know if I belong here. I don't know if I belong to be a critical care transport nurse. And then I met you. And then we started coaching. And I was like, okay, no, I, I can do it. Yeah, we can do this. And then you fast forward a year later, and we're doing all the things. <laughs> yeah, crazy how we'll try. one belief in yourself changes everything, like just opens up the possibility to really being able to do anything you want when you really believe it. Yeah, that's very, yes, yes. It really is your own mind that will set you back. <laughs> uh, your no. own mind that will set you back in your own mind that will also get you there. Yeah, and definitely with the right coaching, with, with guidance and, you know, not just giving advice, but actual coaching yeah. <laughs> will help, you know, your your mind will help yourself and your mind get you there to where yeah. you want to be. Absolutely. It helps you find that future you that you picture. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is what we always are coaching towards, right? Is that yes. person. Is there anything today in the interview that we haven't talked about that, that you would want to share or anything that was helpful for you along the way of where you are now in your journey? Um. I feel like Stigwa Janessa. <laughs> She's <laughs> wonderful. You, you really are. Like, you're very 
you know, patient, you, you work through, you know, you've been there with me through a lot of ups and downs, but um, definitely coaching has, has definitely changed my life for the better. So if anybody is, is, you know, on the fence and if you're struggling at any type of point in your life, whether it's your career, your personal life, anything really, coaching is really, really um, a great tool and a great resource to really help you uh, spearhead into your future, into what you want to be, yeah. into what you want to do. Thank you, Rachel. I mean, I really appreciate working with you has been so fun. It's so great. Every week I have a really good time and I know oh, it's good. uncomfortable. <laughs> like it's uncomfortable to trust someone, trust the process. Sometimes the sessions aren't easy. Sometimes I'm not easy on you. Um, no. And so, <laughs> and so I really appreciate you trusting the process and really being willing to be uncomfortable because that's where we experience growth for ourselves. That's where we can keep expanding that possibility. So I just appreciate you as well and going on this journey with me too. Of course. I'm, I'm excited to see where we can go together. That's yes, for sure. Me too. Thank you again for being on. I know that something that you said today is going to be really helpful for someone else who is listening. So I appreciate that. Of course. I, I hope some something I babbled today is really helpful for somebody. And we will chat soon on our next session. Awesome. Sounds great. Okay. Bye. Bye. Time is our most limited resource and we just can't get it back. If you are struggling with time management and you want help balancing work, home, school, life, and all the things that go on and the thoughts that go on in between, come get coaching with me. Come find out how you can create your success by learning how to make time work for you instead of against you and to give yourself more of it. That's it for this week. I will chat with all of you guys in a couple weeks. Bye.